Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are beginning a new mimer. We're on page Tuf Nun Aleph. Um, and this mimer begins with a posik Ki ha mitzvah hazois, asher anarchim mitzavah hayoim, loy nefleis hi mimacha, veloy rechoike hi, veloy rechoike hi, loy bashamayim, veloy mever liyam. So, this is a very, very well-known, uh, in fact, there's a song put to it, a nigan put to it, Posek and Parshas Mitzvahim. The mitzvah is very near to you, the mitzvah. That's all it says, the mitzvah. This mitzvah, I'm sorry, this mitzvah is very near to you um, uh, this day. This, this mitzvah which I command you this day, it is not far from you, namely, it's not above you. Loshen Pella means that it's something that transcends something above, something that is inaccessible, that's hidden from you by virtue of its loftiness. It's not that. This mitzvah that I command you this day is not that. Nor is it far from you. Loi Bashamayim, so paralleling this is the end as the second Pasak, Loi Bashamayim, it is not in the heavens, which means that it's not above your accessibility. Vloy Me'everleyam, it's not across the sea, which means that it's not distant, it's distant from you. Um Dover. The thing is very near to you. <coughs> so the number of questions here. Why is it necessary to repeat? If you already say, if one already says, it is not hidden from you in the sense that it's above you. It doesn't matter in what way, but it's inaccessible to you. It's, it's above you. It's beyond your capacity to, uh, to, to uh, be aware of. Uh, and it is that distant from you. So in a sense, as far as the, the you is concerned, what's the difference? Either it's above you or it's beyond you. In way, one way or another, it's not accessible. It's concealed from you. Clearly, these are two separate inyanim. If not, they wouldn't be mentioned twice. It is not in the heavens. That's the inyan of Dahinu inyan hafla, the idea of elevation beyond reach. Ki shemayim l'roim, the idea of shemayim, it's not in the heavens, it's not the shemayim, shemayim, the concept of shemayim means uh, elevation, it means above. V'loi me'ever liyam, nor is it across the sea, v'loi rechoikehi, it's not far from you. Huze inyin richo, this is the concept of distance. So we have these two concepts. We have, first of all, the, the mitzvah, this mitzvah, which I command you, he hasn't told us what it is, this mitzvah that I command you, it is not above you to the extent that it's inaccessible, nor is it beyond you to the extent that it's distant from you. Okay, but so, what is the point, what are these two inyanim? What is the, the concept of hafla of, uh, and the concept of rihuk? Basically, what does all this mean? Why is the, why are these words used? Why is this concept stated the way it is? <clears throat> Furthermore, what does it say? This mitzvah, ha mitzvah hazois. This mitzvah. 
What mitzvah? Tzorch lehoven. Eiz a mitzvah he. What mitzvah? What, what are we talking about here? There's no uh, qualifier for the mitzvah. The stam mitzvah hazois says just plain this mitzvah, plain uh, uh, this mitzvah as it is. This mitzvah, which has not been defined yet, is not above you. Uh, calls that. To understand all this tzorach lohavin, we have to understand first a concept we're already quite familiar with. It's not, what has this got to do with this posik we're going to see? But the creation of yesh, of, of yesh from ayin, um, is by way of Malchus, is through the agency of Malchus Dafkin, nothing else. M the concept of Yeshma Ayin accrues to Malchus, it does not accrue to any other sphere or any other emanation. Just as we've seen at, at, at uh, great length in the previous Mimer, the mushal for this being that the Koyach HaTzameach in the earth parallels the concept of Malchus. Same idea, the mushal works very well. <clears throat> Terms of creating something novel from, from nothing to something, from ayin to yesh. The concept of novelty means real novelty. It means something for which there's no precedent, which has not, does not exist in a more rudimentary state or more embryonic state at a previous level. It is something that comes out seemingly out of the blue. It comes from iron, comes from nothing. The iron in this case is iron shall yesh and nivra. Um, if we're talking about atzilas, it would be iron shall yesh and netzel, but we don't have to worry about these distinctions right now. Iron shall yesh and nivra. It means the nivra cannot conceive of in any manner, shape, or form where it came from. It doesn't know where it came from. It's, therefore, it's iron. Something without property, something without discernible properties is by definition with respect to a, a, a recipient is nothing, it, it's, it's nothing, it doesn't exist, it's ayin mamish. And this is a chiddish, the fact that there should be a yeshem, it sees a ma, which emerges from a state of absolute unknowability, as far as that uh, object is concerned, that is yeshem ayin, that is mamish a chiddish. There's no clue, there's no hint, there's no whiff of how this occurs. Yeshma Ayin is Mamish Echidish, and the truth is it's, it's, Bamis, it's beyond understanding. Despite the fact we have Mishalom, these Mishalom to a large extent, if you think about them, they're descriptive rather than explanatory. Um, Yeshma Ayin is Mamish, brings about the Inyan of, is, is the Inyan of Chidish. Zabas Ma'ayin Yesh, Hu Bechinas Malchus Dafkin. Where is the, where does this occur? Where do we find Yeshma Ayin? We find Yeshma Ayin through Malchus. Malchus is the agent through which Ayin becomes Yesh, or Ayin creates Yesh. Mishum notes to Lawson Poseidon. Why is that? Because Malchus is the end of the line. <coughs> we shouldn't say, perhaps that implies that because Malchus is the end of the line, therefore, it's the end of the line because it's the end of the line because it has this capacity. Nuts to us and the siphon. The beginning is wedged in the end. It's a common uh, aspect, a, a common feature we see in many, many different things. Someone has a, uh, uh, a, a, a primal uh, desire for something. Someone has a, uh, an artist con conceives of a, of, a, of a painting, conceives of an image in his mind, her mind. Uh, well, then the paints and the, the, the palette knives and the this and the that and the thinking and the correcting and the scraping and the painting and what have you. 
But that image in his mind that he is attached to, is, is designed, wants what that he has, ultimately is actualized when the painting is finished. It's in the painting. The painting is the end of the line, the end of a long chain of cause and effect until the painting actually exists. The painting then satisfies that primal will, uh, that primal concept which gave, gave rise to it. We see this all over the place. The last thing in reality is the first thing in thought, which is the end of Maisa. Last, by the end of Maisa, it means you cannot, there's nothing, one cannot go farther in Maisa. The end of Maisa was tequila, was the absolute beginning, uh, has its source in the absolute beginning. The absolute beginning is satisfied only through Soif Maisa, which is something we know, we're familiar with. So this idea we're going to get into in some more detail. The Rebbe is going to spend quite a while talking to us about Ratzin, which is not tequila. Ratzin is, in a sense, part of the process, but there are madregas in Ratzin. So we're going to go into a... Um, a discussion, an analysis of the concept of the motivation of yesh, the motivation for yesh ma'ayin, the source of yesh ma'ayin, the source of the capacity of yesh ma'ayin, uh, which is uh, the absolute beginning of all things, which is realized only in the end of all things. The explanation of things like this, it's well known, the das, base hillel, it's from the Gemara, the Das Beis Hillel, who the Eretz Kadma Lushmai. In the opinion of Beis Hillel, the earth preceded the heavens in creation, presumably. Um, at the time, uh, in the day he completed, that he did, created, that the earth, uh, the heavens, and the earth. I'm sorry, the earth and the heavens. Um, and where are we here? Uh, yes, that's right, space hill. The earth preceded the heavens based on this Pesach, the day in which he made the earth and the heavens. The word earth precedes that of heavens, and therefore this is an indication from scripture that uh, the, in terms of precedence, the earth comes first. Das Beishamai, the opinion of Beishamai on the other hand, he shahashamayim kadmai. It's just the opposite, that the heavens proceeded. That first Pesach in the Chumash, um, at the beginning of God's creating, there was the heavens uh, and the earth. So the heavens proceed in that Pesach, the earth. So this is the conflict between Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai. Um, Vedas Beis Hillel, the Eretz Kadman, in the case of Beis Hillel, it's not that way. The, the earth proceeds, the earth is first. So it it's seems to be a machlekes. Upashar davar beinehem, the resolution, or it's not really resolution, but the distinction between the two of them, shubuchinis echod shemayim kadma, in the case one, uh, the heavens create, the heavens come first, ubuchinis the second, uh, between the other, the number two, aretz kadma, between, as far as Beis Hill is concerned, the, the earth proceeds, hainu d'beseder hishtal so, Actually, the, the concept of the posture is good here. It is a resolution. The resolution comes now. So how do, you, how do we resolve this conflict? Beishamai, according to them, the heavens proceeded, and according to Beis Hillel, the earth proceeded. The resolution comes, Vayinu, Besidre Hishtalshlus, Shemayim Kadmai, La'oretz, in the case of Seder Hishtalshlus, if we look at the order of being, the, the, the order of worlds in being, 
So the earth, the heavens proceed and gradually, through a chain of cause and effect, uh, end in what we would call the earth. Ki shemayim l'roim b'seder shtalshalus. Shemayim is uh, above, that's roim, that's seder shtalshalus. It's, a, it's a, a, a chain from higher levels, from more revealed levels to less revealed levels to less revealed levels until we get to oilem Gashmis, which is physical earth, and that's the bottom of the line. So in this case, Beishama is right, the heavens proceed in terms of gilui, in terms of sequence, it would seem. I will respond to the heavens, and they, excuse me, will respond, respond to the earth. So again, in this Pesach, the heavens are responding to the earth, that means the earth is a recipient, the heavens are providers or are being our mashbia, and therefore the heavens uh, take precedence of are, are in order above the earth. Hashmayim mashbiyim ba'aretz. The heavens uh, are mashbiyah, give hashba to the earth. And of course we saw that with Rebbe brought to, uh, as an, uh, uh, in our previous mimer, uh, the heavens give rain. Without rain, the earth does not work to bring forth, to bring forth uh, uh, vegetation. Um, not that the vegetation comes from the rain, but the rain is necessary in order that the earth should be stimulated in a state in which is active and can bring forth physical vegetation. In any case, it's the heavens which are supplying the earth with what the earth needs, and therefore both in sequence, in Seder Shtalshalos, and in Mashbia, um, Makabel uh, relationship, Shemaim would seem to be uh, above, would seem to be first, would seem to be prior. Hari HaShemaim Kadbay, the Shemaim proceeds. That's fine in Seder Shtalshalos. However, in Machshava, this is above Seder Shtalshalos. This is the primal thought that gave rise ultimately to everything, including Seder Shtalshalos, or it's Kadma. The earth proceeded. Uh, the end of Maisa, the end of action, which is this physical world in which we live, uh, was the first thing in Machshava. And everything which came uh, in the course of creation during the creative process, Seder Shtalshas, all uh, is not an end in and of itself, but is instrumental, ultimately uh, necessary for the ultimate expression of divine will, the essence of divine will, the primal divine will, which is that there should be an earth. Dear Taktoinim, well, then to have a dear Taktoinim, you've got to have Taktoinim. Here we are, here's, here's Taktoinim. So uh, the, it's not really an argument, it's simply a, a matter, as is often the case, as is almost always the case, a frame of reference. Um, Shammai's frame of reference, Beis Shammai's frame of reference is Seder Shtalshlis, which is a Seder of Giluyim, a chain of cause and effect. Um, Beis Hillel's frame of reference is the end result which reflects the primal desire. So both are true in their own way. The Yovan Zalderich Mushal. So, we have to come to, it sounds like a very simple concept, we have to come to grips with it. It's not quite as simple as it sounds. To understand this Alderich Moshel, A person builds a building, let's say a house, or uh, initiates a new business, gets uh, involved in, in a new enterprise, a new commercial enterprise. Uh, uh, 
So what happens? Why, why, does he, why does he want to build a house? Why does he build a house? Why is he engaged in a new business? What I would like to do now is simply give you a muscle. It's a rather long muscle, but I think what it'll do will help us to understand the rest of what the Rebbe is saying, Al-Pichsidus. Muscle is a simple one. It's one we're familiar with. I've probably given it here before. But nonetheless, I think it will be very useful for us. Let's go to the house, the binyan. A person wants a house. How does that happen? Well, one day it dawns on him, wouldn't be a bad idea to have a house. He's living in an apartment or, or whatever, he's renting or some, something of that sort. And it dawns on him the idea, the concept of a house. Well, where did that concept come from? That concept came from the very hidden, his own very hidden essence. Uh, it is what's called a rotzen hamuchlet, a, a rotzen which is not really a rotzen. It's an idea, it's a thought, it's a concept that looks good. All of a sudden became aware that house is for him good. That doesn't mean he's going to run out and build a house. It's just a, it's a thought. It's, it's concealed within himself. It has not uh, engaged any of his kaychais of, of seich or midas or anything else. It is a, right now it's in the form of a concept and its source is him. He is the Baal HaRatzan. He is the person from whom this came. Um, why is this? Because by definition, by, in etzim, in terms of a per, what a person is, there is a desire for property. There is, it's, 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 according to my Mar Chazal, a person without karka is not a person. It's part and parcel of his being, part and parcel of who he is. It's his being mandates property, mandates a house, mandates a building of, uh, to, in which to live, a land in which to own. It comes from his essence. How, how do we describe that? We don't. How do we understand it? We don't. It's not a matter of seichel, it's not a matter of midas, it's not a matter even of ratzim. It is part and parcel of his reality. The same way the Rabbani Shloim has a, a, a desire for a dear b'tach where does it come from at the end of the day? It comes from him. We can talk, learn all the Hasidus we want. But the, uh, the Alter Rebbe puts it in a very, uh, very simple-seeming way in Tanya. On a taiva, you can't ask a question. Well, this is way, way beyond taiva. This is an expression of etzem. Well, how does etzem express itself? Is not etzem heter spashtus? Is not etzem heter gili? Is not etzem helum be'etzem? Is it not these things? Yes, but nonetheless, in this ultimate helm of everything and anything and nothing, there is this possibility among all else and all whatever else there is or isn't. And it emerges into consciousness. He becomes aware of it. His awareness of this is now a ratzna muchlet. It has been nisayr in some way to come into his awareness. So the day before, he didn't want a house, or he did not even want a house. He wasn't thinking about a house. The day before that, he wasn't thinking about a house. The year before that, he wasn't thinking about All of a sudden, comes into mind the concept of a house. Um, came to his mind this idea of a house, building a house, or we, the mimer uses the possibility of starting a business or something of that sort. Let's go back to our marshal of the house. Now, it's, he's not going to buy, he is not going to go out and start building a house based on this concept. 
There has to be, the concept has to be motivating. A mere concept, a mere hachlota, a mere idea, this would be good, this would be good for me, is not sufficient to drive the tremendous effulgence of, of energy and light necessary and, and effort necessary ultimately to, to construct a house. It's an idea, it's a thought, it's a good idea. If it weren't a good idea, he would dismiss it immediately, but it's not dismissed immediately. Comes a point in which what that which is a hachlota, that which is an idea, that which is no more than a resolution that this is nice, this is good, this would be good for me, suddenly becomes um, uh, urgent. It picks up the concept of drive. It, now he wants, now it goes from a, a nice concept which one can contemplate to not a concept that one can contemplate, but a motivating concept, something that really makes him move, that takes him over, that makes that individual, uh, uh, that drives him for what? Ultimately, for the house. So what happens? Well, what happens is very simple. He, he wants a house. He, he has this desire for a house. So friends ask him, why, why do you want a house? Why are you building a house? Well, he could say, uh, because the family is getting larger, uh, because the market is soft, because it's a good investment. Those are all true. But none of them are the reason he wants the house. He himself can't say why he wants the house because it is beyond why. It's above Seichel. It's a Ratzana Atzmi. So he, what has happened, how interesting is Ratzan has now become associated with some kind of a, a svar, with some kind of a reason, with some kind of Seichel. And he goes on to initiate the building of this house. So what happens? He, uh, hire, he searches for the best architects. Why? Because that's what he wants. That's, he wants the house, and he wants the best, and the best architects are going to provide the best uh, 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 design for his house. Therefore, what was originally a Ratzon house come into Midas, desire. Uh, he wants, it comes into Chesed, it comes into Gevorah, it comes into weighing and measuring through Seichel. What is the best? What do I want? What to me sounds to be the best? Now comes into Seichel Mamish, and the architects he finds now uh, work on this house. He tells them what he wants, and they come up with blueprints. And now what has happened is this Ratzon, this idea, this Ratzon HaMukhla, has now evolved, has now uh, descended into the realm of Seichel Mamish. A blueprint is a pure expression of Seichel. It is pure design, it is pure product of an architect's science. That's what it is. And now it's gone from the idea of a, an imagined house, a, a spiritual, a ruchniistic a, a concept, into Physicality, the physicality is only two-dimensional, it's on paper, you can't live in a blueprint. But nonetheless, that Rutzen has now evolved and focused on this blueprint. And from the blueprint, there's going to come a contractor. There's going to be a desire for a contractor, the best contractor. Uh, and that contractor is going to have to use his mind to think, who are the best workers I can use? What kind of construction material should I use? Where should I get them from? Who's going to do the transportation? Who's going to pay for the fuel? How am I going to meet my budget? And now you have a world of contractor, and the contractor now uh, contracts carpenters, contracts cement board, you need a foundation, contracts plumbers, contracts electricians, soif called soif will contract painters. Now you have worlds, a variety of worlds, uh, each one uh, necessary, each one originally the source of all of these worlds, of all of these states of being, of hundreds of people perhaps at this point, was that initial Ratzon. And you've got the world of carpentry in which there's Seichel and Midas. 
The Seichel, the carpenters got to know what they're doing. Trust me, whoever's hired a carpenter has to know that that carpenter knows what he's doing. He knows nails, he knows wood, he understands quality of nails and quality of wood. He understands how to do, what to do, which way to do, the cheapest way to do, the best way to do. Likewise with the plumber, likewise the electrician. Seichel, Midas, Misa, the whole thing comes down further and further till the house starts to take some form. It has a wooden frame, it has a foundation. Um, the walls are up now, you have to have painters. The idea of a painter, a painter has to know paints. He's got to know how to paint, he has to know the quality of the paints. You have to choose, what do you want? Midas, what do you like? This color touches my heart. I this, it's a warm color. Oh, this is a cold color, I'm not so happy with that color. Warm, cold, that's Midas. So you've got tons and tons, hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands and thousands of Pratim, all of which evolved from this idea. And they come down, each one has a life of its own. The Ratzans become Maluvish and Seichel. The Ratzans become Maluvish and Midas at different levels, at different dargas, in different ways. And Seif calls Seif, you have the house, which satisfies. None of these things satisfy. They're only stages. All of the, the Ratzans, the desires for these stages, are desires which are contingent on the original idea, which is that for a house. Finally, he has the house, the Ratzan is satisfied and a state of, of uh, ecstasy is reached in the mind of the person who initiated the whole process. He, he reaches a level of satisfaction that uh, he would never have at any of these other stages. Very interesting, the blueprints, very nice how the painter thinks, but none of those things are of primary interest. The only thing, he, he doesn't care about Seichel, he doesn't care about me because he cares about the house, he wants the house. And now he's got the house. Let's say for a minute, that during this process with the, the, the architects and the carpenters and the contractor and the plumber, all these worlds and worlds which are now fed, are eating and living off this primal Rutzen, let's say he gets a call from uh, Toronto. He lives in Montreal, of course. Everyone lives in Montreal. He gets a call from Toronto and the guy in Toronto tells him, it's from a huge firm, uh, that, you know, Mr. So-and-so, um, we desperately need your expertise here. We will pay you four times what you're making now if you come to us and live in Toronto. So what happens to the house? It ceases to exist like that. It's dead in the water. It has no, it doesn't know it yet. The carpenter had, the red slips haven't been handed out yet. The, the trucks are still bringing material. The, 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 the cement pourers are still pouring cement. The painters are still painting. They don't know it yet, but they are not alive anymore. They're not real. They don't exist. They have no metzias. They have no, no stay at all. They're gone. As soon as that Rutzen vanishes, the whole, it's a house of cards. The whole house vanishes because it's built on a Rutzen for the house. Now the Rutzen for the house no longer exists. Therefore, they don't exist. They're products of the Rutzen. They are the hislopsius of an initial Rutzen in different levels, different madregas, different functions, different spheres, different, different uh, capacities, intellect, emotion, action, what have you. The whole thing has no life. It ceases to exist. And of course, what will happen in the course of time? The red slips will go out, the pink slips will go out, the materials will be collected and, and used somewhere else. And eventually, in a month or two, two months, whatever you have, that field will be a field again. There will be not even a hint that there was going to be a house built there. So this hopefully gives us some idea, will give us a marshal for what is coming now. I hope it works. So now we're with the Ratzna Mukhlet for the house, let's say, or for the binyan, whatever it is, or for the business that he wants to start. It's all the same thing. It's all the same mechanism. 
It begins with a, uh, an essential idea which is so close to him that he can't even identify its source. It's an expression of his very essence. It's a muhlet, it's a muhlet, it's, it's a hachlato, hu behelem adayin. It is in a state to begin in a state of helm. In other words, it's simply an idea in his head. It has not come into his seichel yet, he has not come into his midas yet, he has not come into anything yet. Comes a point where this very uh, elevated ethereal concept becomes a desire. Well, desire, that is something, that is yeshus, that's mamushus, that's something, that's not nothing. The idea as it is, is ethereal, it has no driving power, it, it, doesn't, um, uh, it does not result in it, there's no outcome from it. Now it has evolved into a ratzen goli, ratzen goli means it becomes a ratzen manifest. Ratzen is lashen merutza, uh, lashen rats. it's going to drive, ratzen drives is going to push. It's going to push uh, uh, every stage of the way. It's going to push seichel, it's going to push midas, all these seichel midas and attributes and qualities of this man and all the people he's hired are going to be driven by that ratzen, whether they know it or not. Um, as explained elsewhere, eventually this, the concept, he imagines, he thinks, he's, he's it's coming to his mind where, what, how, what kind of a house. It comes into real seichel, in which he begins to think about it in somewhat practical terms. It goes through, eventually, this rotsen descends. The light of this rotsen descends. Rotsen is an orb. And the, it's interesting, it's important. We might ask the question, do we need that? What, what if the Rebbe simply said, This Ratzin becomes uh, bound to, um, or grafted onto Seichel and Tom. It begins to operate on Seichel and Tom, operate through Seichel and Tom. What if we left out the or? But the or is critical, because the Ratzin by itself is ayin. It's nothing. It is an expression of etzem. It's a tenu of etzem. It is a desire. And that desire becomes materialized through engaging seichel, midas, what have you. And therefore the ratzen which is driving all of these things in and of itself, a ratzen, from a ratzen you can't hammer a nail. From a ratzen you can't paint a house. From a ratzen you don't get a blueprint. It's the Ratzin is now becoming real, it's becoming uh, actualized through the use of these tools called Seichel and Midas. They become, the Ratzin becomes bound to Seichel and Midas, it gives the Seichel life, it gives the Midas life, the Midas are now driven in this way, Seichel is driven in a particular way, the ultimate goal of which is the design of the house, the production of the house. So the Ratzin itself, it's not an okay, it's, it's not a Metzias, it is a Tenua of Etzim basically, and that's the idea of Or. So the aura, the concept of aura is critical here. Ultimately it comes into the heart. I like this paint, I don't like this paint, this I do like, this I don't like. Umamidas lemachshava, from midas to machshava, from the idea of uh, a person's natural proclivities, natural interest in beauty and symmetry, in, in, in comfort, whatever that person is, uh, that, that defines the way that person likes to live, uh, it comes in a mashup, because to think about it, it becomes a reality in his mind, and he starts looking and thinking of ways in which to bring it into his physical house. Uh, he thinks about it in mashup, 
from it comes to Deber. How does that work? Hello, this is Mr. So-and-so. Uh, I'm calling you about your architectural firm. Could you design for me a house? The house is now in his, according to him, it's, it's gone through Machshaba, it's gone through Seichel, it's gone through Midas. It has now actually come to Dibur. And he's asking, he's commanding, or he's um, um, contracting that this should actually come to Poil. Umin ha-Dibur, yarid mu-mislavish It'll go from Dibur, it will enclose itself in Misa, and these things will all be done. Vuhu ma... It comes to Deber. Now he's commanding. He's on the phone with the architect. He's on the phone with the, the contractor. He's on the phone with the plumber. And he's telling them what he wants and what he wants done. He is commanding, which is the step just before my side. Things will be done in accordance to what his commands are. Whether we're talking about building the house, or the same process, if you think about it for a minute, would go on constructing a business. Starting from scratch, having an idea, you know, I really, my family is, for generations has been in the silk business. I could actually manufacture, I could manufacture fabric. I could manufacture textiles. The reason I bring that as an example is because that's exactly what my father did. He built a business from scratch, essentially. Maisuman, Bapoyo Mamish. Devadai or Haratsan Hazed, the light of this Ratsan. Think about it from which is Pajit. What is the Ratsan? The Ratsan is I want the house. That's it. I want the house. All these other things which are driven by the Ratsan, which are given life by the Ratsan, which are animated by the Ratsan, uh, they, they are not the Ratsan. It's very important to realize the Ratsan is, is, we say the Ratsan is Maluvish in Seichel, it's Maluvish in Midas, it's Maluvish in Dibur, it's Maluvish in Seichel and in Machshava. Interesting kind of slobshus, because it is maluvish in them, but they are not maluvish in it. In other words, the ratzen is not typhus. It's not, I'm sorry, not nitfus. It is not in any way become part of the seichel or part of the midas. It is not now restricted or limited. Well, it is in a sense. The ratzen becomes limited when the ratzen is for the paint, because the ratzen is now focusing. It's a ratzen prati, specific ratzen, which has emerged from that ratzen chloe, for this kind of paint. But it has not become a paint of the same Ratzin that wants this kind of paint as the same Ratzin that wants this kind of foundation or wants this kind of a doorknob or wants this kind of electricity. It's all the same thing. It's all the Ratzin. It's all an expression of Etzim and Nefesh, which has become individuated and parcelated in accordance to the details and pratim of what is wanted. Um, yeah, so as these Ratzin descends, Mismat Ayreib. Oh, it descends. You cannot, for example, no one from looking at the paint or looking even at the blueprints could imagine what this Ratzin really is, this Ratzin Amuchlut, which arose in the mind of this individual. What is, what is it really all about? Because each one of those is an expression of a prat, of, of a, an expression of that Ratzin as it comes to prat, and all those prats, the house is made up of pratin. All of those pratim are necessary to fulfill the klal, to, to fulfill the ultimate ratzim. But each one is a miyud. It's not the power, the intensity, and the focus is limited. Here it's limited to a color of paint. Here it's limited to a kind of a faucet or a kind of a pipe. But it's the same ratzim. It's all the ratzim for the house. Coming and focusing and demanding from uh, different elements in different worlds. Here's the world of painters. Here's the world of plumbers. 
Um, but it all stems from that single Ratzon. Therefore, the Ratzon is not affected in any way by this diminution or by this uh, um, uh, chain of cause and effect because it remains what it is and it demands of every Prat the, 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 what is necessary in to ultimately have a house. Me'ilu uh, the Ratzon goes me'ilu ol from Ratzon to Seichel, from Seichel to Midas, what have you. Belevushim shoyim in different levushim. Again, it does not become limited, restricted, or encompassed by the lavush. It is not nitvus in the lavush. The lavush does not affect it. We used this example long ago. Uh, we were talking about Ratzon in Hashemayim uh, Mesapram. It's quite a long time ago. Um, the Rebbe used it as one of the many mishalim for Ratzon, the idea of a, <coughs> of a shliach. The king uh, wants, uh, has a number of things on his agenda. One is that his general in the field should take a certain hill in a certain way with certain resources. The other thing on his agenda, perhaps a little bit farther down the line, is that the flower beds in the capital city should have red roses, not white roses. So he calls his faithful servant in and tells his faithful servant, go, this is what I want from general so-and-so, uh, and go see the chief gardener of the capital city and tell him this is what I want from him. The shliach goes talks to the general in military terminology. He's talking to a military man about a military situation in military terminology. He's not a military person. He does not become a military person. He probably doesn't even understand what he's saying. He is telling this person what the king told him to tell him. Now he is engaged completely and totally with this general. And that is his focus. Then he finishes with the general. He goes off to the, uh, the, the, the head gardener of the city. And he, he says, you know, the king really, yeah, you need this kind of earth now because uh, the king wants red roses in here. Now he's talking gardening. He's not a gardener, doesn't know anything about gardening. He's talking only to a gardener about gardening. And, and, but he has not become a gardener. He has not become involved in gardening. He's not become engaged in gardening. The, he is affecting the gardening, but the gardening is not affecting him. He's passionate. He can do anything. He can speak to anybody. That's like Ratzon. It is the will of the king that such and such and such and such and such, though such and such do not affect the Ratzon and they do not affect the king. For example, the Ratzon becomes maluvish in Seichel and Tam, which means that it takes on a Seichel or a Tam, not that it's restricted or limited to it, but now it is a level where one could find in it a Tam, uh, which now, uh, in a way, is a step down from the Ratzon the way it was before the Tams, it was Pajit. It's a simsum and a mute of or. The man who's building the house could be thrilled with the, with the, uh, with the architect, could be just thrilled with the, with the blueprints. But that's nothing compared to the thrill when the Ratzon comes to a state of poil when he has the house. It's nice, good, Hashem, we're on our way. But the house, we're not on our way, we're home, we're here. Ki Ratzon Basim is higher than, than Seichel. We go back to our idea, the Ratzon Amuchlet, the idea that came to his head from where? From him. Ukamai Shohu Betaikif The way it came in its full effulgence in his mind as a, as a Ratzon Muchlet, or better yet as a Ratzon, is not capable of being Maluvish and Seichel. He's got to stop, t walk, t walk back from it a little bit. It makes space in his mind, which is not inundated with this tremendous desire, and, and allow Seichel to come into play. How am I going to do this? What kind of a house? How am I going to pay for it? Um, 
what's the call? What's the point? Where am I going with this? So as long as he's thinking, thinking is, is literary. Thinking is in words. Thinking is in a lavush. Thinking is machshava. Uh, or even if it's above Mahshava, it it's, involves a particular capacity. The Ratzan is the which expresses SM. Thinking is a, is a capacity or is an action of behavior which reflects thinking, which reflects intellect, which reflects the intellectual dimension of this man, which is now approaching this Ratzan in the way that it knows how. And the Ratzan is, is animating it so that it will bring down ultimately whatever is necessary to build the house. Through the Tzimtzum of Or, Or becomes diminished to the extent that it can be Meluvish and Seichel. For example, now there's a, there's the Ratzin is coming to Seichel. The Marshal, we go back, the person wants the house. Why? Because he wants the house. Why do you want the house? Because it's a, it's the family's growing, because it's a good investment, because the market is soft. That's already a Tom for the Ratzin. Is that the reason for the Ratzin? No. It's the Ratzin as Tom would approach it. As the, as if a Tom were engaged by Ratzin, which apparently is here, that's the way Tom would see it, but it's not the Ratzin Mamish. It's the way Tom sees the Ratzin. As it comes now into Seichel Mamish and into Tom and into thinking and into reasoning, the Seichel is Magbil. The Ratzin now seems to become parcelated, particularized, divided up. What's divided up? The, the simple, plain Ratzin is now activating and expressing itself in particulars necessary ultimately to fulfill the primal Ratzin. But in order to do that, you've got to have the plumbing, you've got to have the electricity, you've got to have the paint. So now the Ratzin has become engaged with particulars, with specifics. K'mosh Kosov Makamach is explained elsewhere. U Masehel Lamidus from Seichel Lamidus, Hari Huba Beluvish Vagbol. Each stage, the Ratzin. So, what does it mean it becomes Magbil and lowered and Magbil? This sounds like the Ratzin is being weakened. Sounds like the Ratzin is being affected. It's not being affected at all. It's most effective because it is able to talk even to the simple gardener as opposed to the brilliant general. It comes down to the level of what's necessary to activate that primal Ratzin to do what must be done in order to have the outcome as the Ratzin Akloli wants the outcome. It's necessary. What does it mean for us that it has, has, it has um, descended and become maluvish? Very simple. From the doorknob, you cannot possibly begin to imagine or come close to even think what the Ratzin Pajit is. It is so far from the Ratzin Pajit, it's such a small prat of that Ratzin Klal, of that Ratzin Kloli, of that Ratzin Pajit, that you could not extrapolate back to imagine what was going on in this. You know why I built this house? Here's the door. Take a look at the doorknob. You can imagine yourself. We're going to go back to Amidus, through Sehel, through all the way up, and, and from that, you're going to be able, it's ridiculous, because the Ratzin has descended to such an extent, has activated such a, um, a distant detail that it doesn't reflect at all the Ratzin quality, even though it descends from the Ratzin quality, even though it's part of the Ratzin quality. You ask the person to look at the blueprints, it's a higher level, oh, now you might have a better idea of what went on in this man's head, but blueprints are only blueprints. 
They don't tell you anything about well, how it's actually going to appear. It doesn't tell you anything about the color, about the shape, about the, what, what the uh, effect it has on the individual. So the blueprints are a higher level, but nonetheless only a gilui of the Ratzin, of the, of the Ratzin Klali. The doorknob or the, the front step is, is a lower, lower level that from the front step you can guess less than you could from the blueprints. But nonetheless, the same Ratzin which is driving the blueprints is driving the doorstep or the doorknob or whatever. comes down further and further and further. As we described, to such a point that Rotson is nothing other than simple Dibur, I, t- the call, the telephone call, the command, the demand. Or Etsem, in which can't even be felt or Etsem, the, the architect picking up the phone on the other line, I want a house that's perfect for me. All right, that's fine. What is that? He has no idea what that. All he knows is that, that he's engaged. That's what he knows. The Deber doesn't tell him anything. Um, it, it gives over the idea um, it, I'm sorry. The, starts talking to the architect, telling him what he wants. It doesn't say anything about the or the because the he himself doesn't understand. It came from his etzim. Uh, it does not tell Anything about the etzem uh, of for that matter, it doesn't tell anything about the seichel. That's farther down the line. It's only that the rotsen has been megala bedibar. I want a house, and I'm calling you, Mr. Architect, because I want you to do it for me. So, what does the architect know from this? He knows that so and so wants a house. That's all he knows. The rots and the, what drove that call, what drove that vocalization of those words. The essential for a house. Or he wants to talk about it. So again, it comes to Deber. One can't tell very much from Deber. Deber is a Levush, and it's a Levush which is Nivdal. So there's a very, very limited how much can come through Deber. In Deber, Ratzin which comes to Deber. Discussion, talk. The Marshal, we have this room. Uh, if someone wanted to know what it looked like, uh, was never here or never will be here, so I could talk to him for hours and hours. I know very well what it looks like because I sit here. I could talk for hours and hours and hours and hours and give him some general idea of what it looks like, these tables, and this is sort of what the lights are like, and it's about this size. But he could not have an idea in his head what it's about because Deber conceals as much as it reveals. And so the Ratzin comes in a Deber, the Ratzin is very, very concealed, very, very hidden, very diminished. Not that the Ratzin is diminished, but this dimension of Ratzin which is required for Deber or required for Seichel or required for Midas is diminished to the extent that it can act specifically on Seichel and Midas. If a person is filled up with Ratzin uh, as it is, nothing, get, nothing gets done. Absolutely nothing. It's, it's beyond his capacities, the Ratzin is such a powerful Klolistika or that it engages nothing. Ad Shemaisa, to the point of Maitza, Shehu Chatsainis Yaisa, the end of the line, Saif Maisa. The Chatsainis, the external of the external of the external, is Saif Maisa. She'ein Ha'oras Ha'ratzin, but Maisa, Rak Lasais Levad. There is no Ratzin in acting, in action, except the action itself. Hammer the nail.
You don't know why. There's no midas. There's no seichel. This is what you've got to. This is what has to happen. From hammering the nails, one has no idea of the level of rotsin which is revealed in seichel and in midas shubalev v'chein b'machshava or even in machshava. The rotsin is revealed it depending upon the capacity which it is needs to animate. Seichel b'kal is a revelatory capacity. Uh, Misa is not a revelatory capacity. Someone throws a stone, you can't tell anything about that person. You can't tell anything about a seichel, as midas or a You can tell nothing because it's Misa levad. So the rotsin becomes, as it descends in terms of cause and effect, in order to create the ultimate cause, which is the rotsin kloli, becomes less and less uh, um, useful in terms of gilu, in terms of trying to, to understand or trying to appreciate this house that originally is the Ratzin in Ratzin Chloe. Uh, so I think what we'll do is end here. Mitzvah Shem, we haven't finished the paragraph, but I think this is a good place to end. We'll end here and pick this up, God willing, next week.